Ah, <laughs> so now we have two because the fox came and uh, yeah, he killed some some oh, of them. No. So now we have only two left. It's uh, Yvette and Uget. G'day legends and welcome back to the Press Room Podcast presented by Zwift, episode 65 of the podcast and I thought we'd do a little special with one of my favourite women cyclists on the Pro Peloton or in the Pro Peloton in Elise Shabby, the Swiss rider from Canyon Sram. You only have to look and please go and look at her first cycling stats. Look at the last couple of years and you'll see what I mean. She is the ever consistent all-round rider. She can just do it all. She's almost like the Wout Van Aert uh, of the women's peloton, you know, where she can just ride on all terrain. She can climb, finish top 10 in all the Grand Tours. Uh, she finishes top 10 in the big classics, fourth in Roubaix last year. She does it all and um, I have to say she's an absolute delight to talk to and I had so much fun uh, talking with her well, literally about 20 minutes ago. She's an absolute legend, and I think you guys will really enjoy our chat together. Um, really, really personable, and um, yeah, certainly a terrific role model for young women cyclists out there as well for Canyon Shram. But um, legends, I hope you noticed the new microphone. I've got it set up. Still going to get you know the position and everything on the boom arm. Got all this new stuff, right? So I hope you're enjoying the new sound. My voice is a bit cooked because I'm just coming off a bit of a cold. Um, you know I had the two weddings back-to-back plus the Bucks parties back-to-back before that. So, you know, takes me a little bit to get back into it. My voice is coming back. Um, but I hope you enjoy the new sound going forward. And, um, yeah, how good's the racing been, legends, the last few weeks? I mean, we've had Van Pogaccia, Van go toe-to-toe. Um, we've got them happening this weekend, a tour of Flanders, which, of course, this episode is all about. Uh, the women's and the men's is on Sunday. Cannot wait. And then we're into Easter holidays. I mean, geez, this is just going off, isn't it? Um, and there's a little bit of a hint at the end of this episode too. It's not actually a hint, but it's some big news that I'm sure you guys will absolutely froth. Uh, so make sure you listen right until the end of this podcast for that. Um, of course, we're going to do the business side. Legends, um, Zwift, shout out to Zwift. You know, they just... It's the best and the only indoor cycling platform to use. Um, I've got to get back onto it as winter is just approaching now. Uh, get the winter miles in. Um, summertime, I don't usually use it as much. Maybe just a bit of racing here or there. But um, wintertime, I love it. I love my specific go-to. is on a Tuesday and Thursday. I do back-to-back Dolphin Parade crits. You do a 30-minute crit at 6 o'clock. And then you have a bit of a rest and then you do one at seven. You just spin in between and you get two like 20, 25 minute absolute burners and then you're good to go for the rest of the day. So that's usually what I like to do midweek, mixing my indoor outdoor rides. So um, Zwift just has the full calendar, right? You've got races to the cows come home um, and events and all that. You guys know. So check it out. You've got the seven day trial in the description. What else? Um, oh, Smith Optics, my God, legends. Check out the XC sunglasses, all right? I've just unboxed them last week. They're the ones where you can actually flip up the lenses so you've just got the frame and then flip them back down. And I thought, nah, even though they look amazing, they look super cool, I didn't think I'd ever use that that thing where you flip them up. But I tell you what, it's actually super useful, especially when you're driving. I was driving back from these weddings last weekend, and when the lights started getting you know, sort of clouds were coming in and coming out and the light was changing as I was driving, I was just flipping the, the, the lenses up 
and flipping them back down when the sun came out. So really cool bit of, bit of kit. And um, what else? Oh, the Attacker Socks. Thanks to the legends who wrote some cool reviews on Apple and Google. I picked the best ones and sent out some socks to you legends today and a few stickers. So thanks to everyone there. Don't forget, legends, I'm picking one, one review every week. So make sure you chuck them in. Uh, Google review, Apple review on the podcast. Uh, write something funny or your favourite episode that I've that I've recorded, and um, I'll pick the best ones out and send a pair of Attacker socks. Uh, we'll have more on them soon. Also, thanks to the Patreons. We've got a couple of new ones uh, just running the week down. Dan Mitchell, as I'm recording this, Dan, mate, thank you. Just signed up. We've got the special Roubaix episode on there as well. Uh, and a few special videos from World Championships and other bits and pieces as well on there for the Patreon. So, um, you know, if you've got a spare five bucks per month, if you've got the means, you can sign up. Otherwise, just make sure you tell someone about this podcast who hasn't heard it before. And um, yeah, but all right, legends, it's time to get stuck into this episode. You guys are going to love this one, and I think you're going to get a new fan in the Women's Pro Peloton if you're not already. This is Elise Shabby from Canyon Shram, and I'll see you on the other side. In the cup there? Yeah. Some tea. Oh, tea. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I tried to stop coffee, so oh, I'm on tea now. Really? Tea diet. What uh, is it? No coffee <laughs> leading up to the race, or you just no coffee at all? No, I just try now for two, for some days because yeah, I had a lot of coffee usually five a day, something like this. So I'm like, yeah, let's try. <laughs> so I'm tired. <laughs> Five. It always takes a few. Like, yeah, it takes like a day and a half <laughs> to get over a day. Yeah. Hard. When you when you're having. Uh, Coffee. What what's your drink of choice? Are you, are you long black, flat white, cappuccino? Usually in the morning I take a like flat white, and then it's only black coffee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Any milks? Is there oat milk, almond milk, normal milk? Uh, yeah, I'm easy. Whatever we have, normal mm-hmm. milk is fine. Fine with me. So okay. yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, what have you been doing today? So today I just uh, get woke up uh, by anti-doping actually oh. at six in the morning. So yeah, I'm awake since uh, three hours now. <laughs> wow. And uh, yeah, then I had breakfast and yeah, here I am. Mm, okay. Well, it sounds like a great wake up. Yeah, it was hard. <laughs> <laughs> that must be but so strange though. Like, it must be just weird having people coming like that. Yeah, I mean, we get used to it. Mm. And now I, I start to know them, so it's quite nice, actually. Oh. <laughs> they are my friends. That makes really, but... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, are, you, are you excited this weekend for Tour of Flanders? Yeah, I'm really excited. Like, uh, yeah, I think we have a good start of the season with the team. We had some good results in the last races, and we have some younger girls getting really strong and uh yeah it's really nice to to race and to have like a this atmosphere of like really trying to go for podium and for wins in the team mm. 
do you look forward to this these types of races the classics do you like them yeah i really like them actually it's my favorite time of the year <laughs> it's yeah. always so unpredictable and it's super hard races and yeah it's always different scenario and yeah i'm really excited for for the cobbles mm. i was talking with the rider last weekend and he said to me that he doesn't really enjoy the races when he's in them. He said they're just too hard to enjoy. And I wondered, did you feel the same? Like, can you still enjoy the races when you're out there? Yeah, actually, I think, I mean, not last weekend again, game because, oh, wow, it was so cold and so <laughs> hot from the beginning. I was like, oh, yeah. why I'm not, like, on the couch at home watching the race? <laughs> yeah, that was me. No, but, uh, yeah, usually I, I really enjoy it. It's like you you don't get bored because sometimes in, like, Long, like in stage races, some stages are really boring, and yeah, then I don't really enjoy because you stay in the bunch and nothing happens till like the last 10k, so it's quite boring. But in this races now in spring, it's really like uh, every minute something can happen, like you need to be all the time concentrating there, and yeah, I feel like yeah, the time really fly by like four mm -hmm. hours, it's like yeah, one hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. That's awesome. Uh, last year, I was looking at your results and just off the top of my head, uh, I just remembered you being, you're always there. And then I was looking at your results and you just kind of like, you're just top 10 everything. And uh, it must feel pretty cool to always be up there and being competitive uh, the last few years. Yeah, actually, I mean, on the, like, yeah, it's cool, but sometimes I also want to win races or like really be there for the podium. And I feel like that's something that I miss. So yeah, yeah this year I'd rather like be like a good teammate on some races and like not be there at the end. And then like really have some races where I'm there and like I can fight for the win. Ooh. And I think that's more interesting than always like be there, but not really there. Nice. So yeah, that's my goal for this year. So we'll see how it's working. Also, I, I raced a lot. Uh, last year and two yeah. years ago and uh yeah this year i really want to focus more like on some races that i really target and maybe the others like be more like a really like a helper or mm. at the beginning of the race and really like uh yeah that's my target for this year so let's see how it's working okay so go you go, i guess go into the races where you target uh them for to be really good but you're going in a bit fresher yeah yeah okay yeah All because right. the other years i was like racing every week but not really picking for some races i was mm -hmm. just like in shape the whole year that that was also good because yeah i had a lot of top 10 and i had a lot of nice results but sometimes i also really want to perform like on the top top level mm -hmm. and i think for that now you cannot do just average you need to be really on the top because women's cycling is so strong now at the moment so yeah to get a result you need to be like 100 person yeah yeah do you find it hard to take rests, like rest periods? Like what? Do, do, you, do you find it hard to rest? Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm getting better and better on this. <laughs> like at, at at the beginning of my career, it was really hard because yeah, I come from uh, kayaking and running, and I was just like running running every day. I didn't really care about training. I was just like enjoying going outside and running for hours. So when I came in cycling, it was hard because it's more professional and like mm. you really have like a training plan and you have some rest day and I wasn't really not used to that. Mm. So it was weird, like some days doing nothing and like, but actually now I enjoy it. 
they have a rest day and actually really happy about it. So, <laughs> okay, well, I like it. This, I was looking, I'm not sure if the team lists are out yet, but at least one that was on first cycling said that um, Chloe Diget was racing this weekend. Is she lining up? Do you know? Um, I'm seen... not sure. I think she's not uh, ready yet. She was sick uh, at the beginning mm. of the year. She also she also had a bad, bad crash in the training camp. Oh. And, uh, yeah, she was really unlucky. So, unfortunately, she had to... I mean, she was supposed to race at the beginning, but uh, okay. I think now she takes a bit more time and she will go on the track first, I think. Yes. And then she will join the team. So, yeah. Ah, okay. I it can't was... wait uh, her to join because I think she will be really uh, helpful. Oh. Yeah, for sure. But... I saw... It must have been a preliminary start list because I saw her on the list. I was like, oh, geez, I was really excited to, to see her back in the peloton. But yeah. I'm sure she'll get there uh, by the end of the year. Um, last year, you were in Australia for the World Champs. Was it your first time? Uh, no, actually, for kayaking, I was there for one year. Oh, I cool. trained there for one year <laughs> in wow. Sydney. So, yeah, it was my second time there. <laughs> ah, okay. So, kayaking, is it the... Um, is that the one where you're, like, you're doing a timed run, a sort of like skiing? You have to go around the markets? Yeah, exactly. Like oh. uh, around the poles. <laughs> yeah, right. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's completely different than cycling, actually. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was cool. Mm. I'm just picturing uh, you cycling with the with the oar. <laughs> just, <laughs> <laughs> just pictured in my head. Uh, okay, so yeah, it's weird because I had actually all my muscles on the upper body, and now it's on the lower body. So, oh yeah, but it's yeah. weird because sometimes when I do again, like for example, cross country skiing or like some things with the arms, it's re- it's coming back really quickly. The mm. muscles. Mm. Oh, I don't doubt. But it. I think you keep it for life. Yeah, Maybe. definitely. Or at least it. Um, well, when I was at uni, learning this sort of stuff, it was. Uh, it's people who are trained in a certain area of their body. It's easier for it to come back versus someone who's never had. Yeah, I think you have like a memory of the muscles. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, in the well, I was at world champions. I was at the world championships as well, Wollongong. But I live in the other side of Australia. But I remember when you guys won the team's time trial. Do you remember the the team Tahiti? The team what? Tahiti. Tahiti. Ah. Actually, <laughs> yeah they were so nice like at yeah. the finish i remember they were there and they were like so happy just to talk with us and they were like congratulating congratulating yeah. us yeah yeah they were like really funny people and they were just so happy to be there and like i remember they were explaining that they were on the bike for the first time already just like one week ago and oh. they had like a little training camp to train on the on the bike, but they were really new to this, and uh, yeah, yeah, it was really cool to see that. Yeah, they were brave actually to to start there. Yeah, yeah, I think their bikes were brand new. Well, they still had the stickers on them and everything. And I just remember when they were going crazy to meet you guys afterwards when we were heading to the um uh the the media the press conference. Yeah. yeah, they wanted to take a photo. Yeah, they were I just so happened happy. to be walking at the same time. I took the photo for of all of you. Oh, <laughs> so oh, I you remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so crazy. Um, 
Another thing I want to talk about, Elise, is uh, you're a doctor. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not working at the moment, but uh, well, yeah. Well, Theoretically, and, I'm a doctor. <laughs> yeah. And like, is it like a medical, like a GP, a general practitioner doctor? Like, what are you a doctor in? So I finished my study as a medical doctor in 2019. So actually, I'm a doctor. I can do prescription mm -hmm. and I can, yeah. I'm a doctor. I just don't practice. Yes. So that means that when I want to come back, I can just like, uh, yeah, apply in a hospital and work there. Wow. But for now, I didn't do any specialty. So it's like I'm an internal doctor. So I would work just in the hospital. Mm. And then I need to, like, if I want to do a specialty, I need to work like maybe five years, something like this in the hospital before, like, I can really choose something. Okay. That's pretty cool. So that means you must have been um, studying and training at the same time for a long period, right? Actually, not really, because um, I started cycling super late. I started cycling only on my last year of medical uh, study. Oh. So, yeah. Wow. Actually, I was doing kayaking, then I stopped kayaking, and then I started my medical um, university. And then uh, I started cycling only on my fifth year. So, yeah, okay. actually, I I was doing cycling and studying only the last two years. Mm. But yeah, it was quite hard because, of course, the the um, the university takes a lot of time. So yeah, I could train only like in the evening or in on the weekends. So it was not like perfect. But uh, I was really lucky that at uh, this time I I was in the team uh, like the big lab team. Oh, yeah. And they were really, really like uh, easy with me. Like I could race only some races and yeah, they were actually quite uh, easy with me. So it was nice. Wow. Okay. Does, do you ever uh, like give any advice for the, the team? Like while you're there, like you obviously, I'm sure you have your own team doctor, but like, has there any be any instances where you go, well, I actually know what's wrong there or you need this? <laughs> yeah actually we have a team doctor so I don't want like like for me now I'm a cyclist and I don't want to like uh, you know be there and like pretend I know everything about medical right. because also like it's now it's like some years I didn't really I'm not like really on time with it yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah for sure like some girls sometimes they have like a question and I'm really happy to to answer it or sometimes it's even like give me like a, a little kick and I need to go in the read a book or like uh, read something and mm. remember like and I actually really like it because then I still stay in the in the medical uh, atmosphere and like uh, yeah, it pushed me sometimes to to stay a bit in on touch and uh, yeah to read because it's really easy as a cyclist to just like lay in the bed and do nothing during. The <laughs> I mean, you train and then you just lay down and you're like oh, yeah. I'm tired, just watch Netflix. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I know I also need to to still train my brain and do something else. It's actually really important for me also mentally. So, yeah, that's really cool that uh, sometimes the girls have questions or, like, when I see something, I'm like, oh, maybe I can check a bit on the book or, yeah, I really yeah. like also this. Very cool, very cool. Um, where where in uh, Switzerland are you from? I'm from Geneva, so okay. the French part of Switzerland, Right, French-speaking part. Oh, the French-speaking <laughs> part, I see, okay. So in that area, the majority of people just speak French. Yeah, actually, in Switzerland, we have a lot of languages. <laughs> Small yeah. country, but we have uh, one, two, three, four, five languages. So, yeah, we have a French part. 
Swiss German part, that's the biggest part. Then we have some people speaking Italian and also some people speaking like a dialect. We say Romanche. So, yeah. Wow, okay. And But so the majority speaks Swiss German. Um, I speak French. Okay. So when you're back in Geneva, say you go back there, you know, at the end of the year, what's, uh, what are some of the, your favorite things to do when you're back home? Actually, we are not so often home. So when I'm home, I just really like to be at home in my garden with my chicken. Chicken. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I have some chicken. <laughs> And I live a bit in the mountains. So I just really like uh, going there and walking, like do some hiking. And yeah, escape a bit from uh, the, the cycling world. Sometimes it's also nice and be with my family, my friends. Mm. Yeah, I just really like this. And in the winter, I really love uh, cross-country skiing. So I just go, I have the mountain just close to my, my place. So yeah, I just go there. It's like 10 minutes and I, I, I ski. I really like it. Yeah, cool. What's your chicken's name? Ah, <laughs> so now we have two because the fox came and uh, yeah, he killed some, some oh, of them. No. So now we have only two left. It's uh, Yvette and Huguette. Oh, cool names. <laughs> That's yeah. Cute as. Oh, spewing about the foxes. Okay. Do they? Um, are they just like like they're like pets, or do they lay eggs? Is is that how it works? No, actually, every morning we have two eggs, so it's really cool. Oh, wow. we have omelette every morning. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What are the names? Uget and Yvette. Yvette and Uget. Does what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Nothing. It's. I think it's a French name for like. Uh, yeah, we oh. we actually before we had like six chicken, and all of them had a name with et at the end. So we we needed to find et at the end. So. Um, okay. Right. Very cool. Okay. Okay. And what about your favorites when you're back home? Do you have a favorite, uh, like a restaurant or a favorite cafe or um, or just a favorite park to go to or something like that? Um, yeah, actually, I really enjoy going to the restaurant with friends, but not like one especially. Like, I change quite a lot. Okay. No. And uh, we don't have so many good coffee here. So that's a bit of a pity, actually. I do my coffee at home. I have a nice rocket espresso. And uh, I nice. think it's the best coffee around here. So if people want to come to my coffee, they can come. Yeah, that's right. Your house, yeah. <laughs> no, but later <laughs> I would like to maybe to, to yeah, try to, to do like a... A coffee shop here because we don't have a lot here it's not like still in it's not like in the culture yet yeah so yeah maybe it will come it's a lot it's not like in Girona where you have like 20 coffee and uh, yeah yeah here yeah. it's bad coffee actually Oof, okay so something needs to be done you know there. the one you press the button on the machine and you oh, pay yeah. this uh, five euros and that's not so good if you're okay so what would the what would the cafe be called Uh, I don't know, actually. You could name it after your chickens. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> That would be good. Yeah. <laughs> Give it coffee. <laughs> yeah, the two chickens yeah, and the fox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so um, I've got a question from one of our audience. Matt Matt has asked this question, okay? This is a, this is a tough question. Um. What is what has been the biggest change in the female peloton in the last two years, or the female the biggest positive change in the female professional peloton in the last two years? 
Well, there were a lot of uh, changes, but I think the yeah the most positive for me it's the level and the density of the of the bunch mm -hmm. because yeah you can really see that uh, now so many girls are there at the end of the races even if it's super hard and so many girls are really like mentally prepared to fight and mm. and they, like everybody really wants to win and uh, I think a lot of people have the level now to to do it so. It's nice you come at the race, but you know you have to be like one hundred percent and really push your limit to to be there at the end. So yeah, mm. I would say that's the really positive thing. And then all the rest will come also with this. Yes. So yeah. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's definitely something that I've noticed since they've. Uh, well, I guess it was probably two years ago when they started. Um, there was much more coverage. You could watch every race, um, like properly, not just a. Uh, one camera on the finish line like now yeah, you know, yeah. GCN came through and you can watch everything and um you can certainly notice the lift in yeah like you said density I suppose and a lot more um I guess it looks a lot more attractive as a sportsman a sportswoman now to yeah, uh, take on yeah. cycling um, yeah the coverage is like also really good since two years actually and you can really see everything and then also I think for the sponsor it's also better because they can they're really like interested to put like uh interest mm. in women's cycling and uh, then yeah everything is going with it like uh mm. more sponsor more money more more professional and more mm. girls are happy yeah. to to be there i remember it was maybe it was it was flesh alone and uh maybe amstel and they just had the the fixed camera at the finish line and you just oh. had to, you just had to wait because <laughs> you would you would get that vision with probably every lap. <laughs> yeah, every, it was though. And you just wait for you're just waiting for Vanderbreger to come over the line for like the seventh time. You're like you'd sit there for ages. Like, uh, are they coming? <laughs> oh my god, that's so but bad. Yeah, now you see the races have like yeah two hours of yeah. racing and all there. Yeah, it's great. Um, and of course the, the Tour de France as well. What was that like last year doing the first, uh, well, I guess the first, um, you know, like stage race Tour de France? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it was really cool. You could really see the, also like I live really close to France and a lot of people like in my area, they know only Tour de France. So for me, it was also quite huge, even if I'm not French, mm. like I could really feel like, uh, the people are really, really into Tour de France and, uh, yeah, I mean, to raise the first one and yeah, it was, I'm so happy the team trusted me and put me in the team because I think it was something really special. And also we had a good result with the team, with Cassia finishing yes, on yeah. the podium and the team, yeah, the best team. So yeah, I think it was a really good first Tour de France for us. Mm, yeah, I had some, some really, really good memories of it. So I think it will stay for life. Mm. What's your favorite memory? Mm, well, or one that sticks out only one, actually, but yeah, I guess at the end when we stood up on the podium with also the, the managers, the staff, the, the girls, everybody was so happy. And you know that you know that you finish it, we finished it all yeah. together. And uh, yeah, on the podium, I think, yeah, that's yeah. that's the best memory. Yeah. Mm, okay, that must have been amazing. And the, I'm sure you guys had a really good celebration after after the race as well. Yeah, actually, we were quite tired, but uh, now we said that next year, if we are again there, for sure, we celebrate more because at the end, I think we need to enjoy more when we win and when we do something good because 
sometimes you do like something nice a podium or win and then you just forget quite quickly and i think we should more enjoy every time yeah. every race and every performance that's more important that's also important like to really like you know enjoy the moment and then we could we move to the next race mm. it should be when you get the um when you get the race book it should be another page it should just be an extra stage on top so everybody knows the last yeah. stage is Celebrate. the celebration yeah so don't burn yourself <laughs> on the final travel. stage yeah <laughs> yeah because so sometimes cool. we are all we all want to go home you know after like eight days we're like oh we want to go home and see the family yeah. and friends but i think it's also nice to like still like make one more memory all together and have a nice dinner or like yeah. have a nice evening together and then we all go home yeah yeah cool i'm uh this year i, I booked my flights last week to go to uh to watch the tour de france fans this year so i'm super excited oh cool i can't wait wow. and i've never been to europe before either oh uh, yeah yeah really the first wow. time so just um yeah go there and soak it all in pretty cool yeah and the last yeah it would be cool i think the Pyrenees. oh yeah i know um <laughs> final question as well i always ask about food because i think it's really interesting after tour of flanders good result bad result for the team or yourself doesn't matter what are you eating after tour of flanders wow i don't know actually the team uh so now we have a chef so Ooh. i guess he will choose the menu but um, I think last time Kazia asked for burgers, so let's see. <laughs> burgers would be, that's, yeah. Yeah. And also at the end of the race, you want something like salty, a bit like, I don't know, French fries or yes. yeah, something. Chips so have to be involved. Chips, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. You're just tired of the sugar, you know, after all the gels that you oh, yeah. you had. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least <laughs> that's all I've got. Um it was really nice talking with you. You're a great speaker, and um, I'm sure <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure all our fans will be stoked with um, yeah, with listening to our chat. And um, yeah, good luck for the weekend. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot for inviting me to to the podcast. And yeah, yeah. thanks a lot. It was really cool. that's another episode of the press room podcast done and dusted thank you so much for listening and thank you to elise shabby and thank you to canyon shram uh, for jumping on the podcast before tour of flanders um, i think we've got ourselves a new favorite on the women's side elise is an absolute legend and a very interesting uh, run into the cycling world but uh, legends thank you so much for listening thanks to zwift thanks to smith optics attacker the patreons Legends will be back next week with one of my favorite sprinters in the pro peloton on the woman's side. Super exciting. Can't wait. And I hope you guys enjoy. And I'll see you next week.